Welcome to the free daily Bible study podcast, a daily journey through the unfolding story of the Bible based on the McShane Bible reading plan. My name is Jacob Gerber, and today's meditation for January 5th comes from Genesis 5. It's tempting to gloss over the many genealogies included in the Bible, but there are important reasons not to. God himself decided to place the text of genealogies within his written word, so we should recognize that the genealogies are canonical scripture just as much as the more familiar verses like John 3.16. Genealogies may require a more careful study, but they are well worth the work. The overarching idea of Genesis chapters 4 and 5 is to contrast the wickedness of the descendants of Cain with the righteousness of the descendants of Seth. The text does not completely demonize the offspring of Cain, but points out all of the significant cultural advancements they achieved, including city building, livestock domestication, music, and blacksmithing. But still, the line of Cain culminates in a wicked man named Lamech who boasts that he murdered a young man who had merely struck him in Genesis 4, verses 23 and 24. Even more disturbing, Lamech essentially dares God to punish him by sneering at the fact that his own crime was far worse than Cain's, 77 times worse. But on the other hand, we see in Genesis 5, verses 1 through 5, that Seth is considered the true offspring of Adam. So God's promises to save the world through the offspring of the woman from Genesis 3 verse 15 are traced through Seth, not through Cain. So the line of Seth is filled with righteous people like Enoch who walked with God and he was not for God took him, we read in Genesis 5 24. But the spotlight in this passage shines on Noah. Even Noah's father, Lamech, not the same Lamech as earlier, saw that his son would play some role in God's redemptive purposes. He says, Out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, this one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. In Genesis 5, verse 29, and compare that with Genesis 3, verses 17 through 19. Just as Eve saw Seth as the promised offspring of woman who would save God's people, so now Lamech sees Noah in that light. But like Seth, Noah would only be a partial fulfillment of that prophecy. The reason then that the Bible includes so many genealogies is that God makes genealogical promises. It is the offspring of the woman who will crush the head of the serpent. And after Seth and Noah, we learn that it'll be the offspring of Abram who will bless the whole world in Genesis 12, verse 3. Then it is the offspring of David who will forever sit on the throne of Israel, as is promised in 2 Samuel 7, verses 11 through 16. So, Jesus' genealogical records in Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 17, and Luke chapter 3, verses 23 through 38, are central to the gospel. God is telling us there that his promises about the offspring of the woman find their yes and amen in Jesus Christ, the son of David, son of Abraham, son of Noah, son of Seth, son of Adam, and the son of God. 
Thanks for listening to the free daily Bible study podcast. If you're looking for Bible study curriculum for a Sunday school or a small group, you might check out my book, That You May Know, A Primer on Christian Discipleship. It's a close, careful study of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John that explores what it means to follow Jesus as a disciple. To learn more about the book or to download the first two chapters as a sample, go to freedailybiblestudy.com slash that you may know. Thank you.